a weekly planning session, front loading all of those decisions and making them at once instead of scattered throughout the week. Because let's be honest, the worst time to ask yourself what's for dinner is at 6.45 in the evening while you're looking at an empty fridge. <laughs> hey, I'm Deanna Seymour, a mom, a business owner, and a lady trying to love her body just the way it is. Here's the thing. We all know you've got to make mistakes to learn, but sometimes it can feel like you're the only one getting it wrong. Am I right? I'm on a mission to change that. Because guess what? Nobody's perfect. So let's laugh, learn, and celebrate our mistakes at the Imperfect Party. All right, you know that you should be posting more pictures of you on your social media feeds, but you have no idea what the heck to do in your photos. I got you covered. I have a list of 127 portrait ideas, so you'll never run out of things to post. Go grab it at deannaseymour.com backslash 127 portraits. All right, y'all, we're talking all about time today on the Imperfect Party Podcast. So here's the thing about time. It's a non-renewable resource, right? When it's gone, it's gone. You can't get it back. You can't make more. Dunzo. Gone. (laughs) And we all know that there's only 24 hours in a day. But the idea of getting better at time management is still not really a priority for a lot of us. Well, I mean, at least not for me, right? It's really hard to squeeze in the idea of planning to use your time wisely because I'm like, well, that takes time. So what's the thing? I'm like wasting time thinking about time. Wrong. Okay, we're wrong. (laughs) Anna Dearman Cornick is a time management coach, a wife, and a mom who helps busy professionals and business owners master time management so they can stop feeling overwhelmed and start spending time on what matters most. She's going to walk you and I through how to figure out your core values and how you can use those to map out your calendar each week. Spoiler alert, pizza is part of the plan. So you know I'm on board. At least, at least I'm listening, right? <laughs> Let's get started. Anna, how's it going? Hi, how are you, Deanna? I'm good. I was just thinking if you were on our Anna, and I was thinking how people sometimes call me Deanna. Right. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> well, I never had that problem until Frozen became a thing. Oh, yeah. 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 Because she's Anna, but it's spelled with two N's. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, only after Frozen have people asked me, wait, is it Anna or Anna? And I'm like, it's Anna. Anna. You're like, it's always been Anna. Don't try to make Anna a thing just because yeah. of Frozen, y'all. Right. It's so funny because my mom always says Anna. Like I had a, I had an Aunt Anna. Well, a great Aunt Anna. It was her Aunt, Aunt Anna. Really? Aunt Anna. Yeah. <laughs> but she'll, so when she reads the stories to my daughter, she'll say Anna. I mean, she'll say Anna. Anna. And Ruby is highly offended and is like, ah, you mean Anna? Anna. <laughs> so funny. Well, when my husband and I, uh, we had our honeymoon in Costa Rica. And so anytime, you know, someone would ask us our names, I would be like, oh, I'm Anna. And they would go, oh, Anna. <laughs> And you're like, no, wait, what just happened? I'd be like, that that sounds fun. (laughs) And then my husband. That was so fancy. (laughs) Sorry. No, you're fine. 
my husband's name is Scott. So then they would ask him, you know, what is your name? And he would say Scott. And then they would go, Scott, just like that. <laughs> well, they were just giving their own spin to it. Yes, it's loved totally it. Fine. Loved it. So funny. Well, also, I want to hop in for a second. We need to like sidetrack before we even get started. And we have to talk about Myers-Briggs for a second. Yes. Because I saw that you're a, you are an ENT. J. Yeah. Is that right? Yes. But I'm an ENFJ. Yeah. So does that mean we're almost the same? That means we are very similar, but you are probably a lot sweeter than I am. (laughs) (laughs) OMG. That's hilarious. Well, okay. So what does I I never know what they mean? Like I know what they, I guess I forgot what they mean. I knew what they meant when I, when I read it, I was like, oh, that's totally me. And now I'm like, what does that mean again? So tell me real quick. I got you. So I'm actually a certified Myers-Briggs practitioner. So I got you on this. Okay, Okay. cool. So Myers-Briggs, it's E versus I. So that's introvert versus extrovert. And there's S versus N, which is sensing versus intuition. And sensing means like you're more into like the concrete, like things that you can see, touch, hear, taste, and smell. N, intuition means that you're more into like the abstract, like the ideas, the concepts. Okay. So then there's F versus T. That's feeling versus thinking. So people who tend to prefer the F, the feeling side, are more like people and feelings minded. And people with the T, like me, tend to be a little more like logic minded, like rational minded. And then the P versus the J, P is perceiving and J is judging. But it's not judging like I'm judging you. It's It's P is open-ended, like you like things to stay open-ended, like you can continue perceiving something like forever, but judging is more like closure. Like you think about a judge in a courtroom, he's like tap, 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 hands down the judgment, boom, you're done, you move on. So yeah, that those are the different, those are the four different pairs in Myers-Briggs. So I'm an ENTJ. And if you are an ENFJ, then we both, we have a lot in common, but you're just going to probably prefer to be a little bit more like feelings oriented where I'm like, give me the facts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like is what I was about to say. I feel like (laughs) I say, I feel like all the time. And that's funny because sometimes I even say that about things I know are facts and I'm like, why am I doing that? What am I, why am I acting like? weaker than I am. I don't know. It's weird. But that's that nurturer from my money archetype. I'm a nurturer. I'm a little feely, touchy feely. And you're a tough cookie. That's what the T stands for, I think. A little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Maybe the T for you stands for time management. That too. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So I read on your website too, that time management is so much more than dates on a calendar. So what is it? What what is yes, it? Yes, I mean that's all I kind of think of when I think of like time management. So what? Give us an overview of what you do, girl. <laughs> time management does not seem like the sexiest topic. I <laughs> I know that because people are like, Ugh, like like putting stuff in my calendar, like what being places on time, what. But so the way that I look at it is that. 
time management is like you read on my website, so much more than moving things around on a calendar. You know, I really feel like time management begins with heart management. And maybe that sounds a little cheesy, but I don't care because it's true. <laughs> well, I have the F in me. So I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, that sounds <laughs> yeah, good. I'm, oh, yes. We're getting closer to things I feel comfortable with. <laughs> That sounds nice. (laughs) And so time management really starts with heart management because you can't even begin to make decisions about how you spend your time and what goes on your calendar until you get crystal clear about what matters most to you. And that comes with, you know, taking time to really understand, you know, who you are, what you believe in, the roles and responsibilities that mean the most to you, the different areas of your life that you want to focus on, and what your core values are. You know, so many people, they, they, they come to me and they're like, oh, help me fix my calendar, help me fix my schedule. And, you know, I'll ask them, does what's on your calendar reflect your values? And they're like, what? (laughs) No, like you're just supposed to help me get places on time. And I'm like, no, we've got to get you to the right places. That's the difference. Yeah. Well, people always say there's only 24 hours in the day. So you mean you got to figure out like, what do you want to make time for? Like, what do you maybe, maybe a little bit of what you have to make time for. Oh, yeah. But also what? What do you even want to put on there? Exactly. That's smart. Exactly. So that really starts with, you know, knowing what matters most, knowing what your values are, knowing what your hopes and dreams are too, because I mean, that really drives what those values are and having, you know, some goals, having something that you're working toward. I mean, if you don't have any goals and if you don't want to, if you have nothing that you're working toward, sure, do whatever you want. But you know, if, if you've got a goal to grow a podcast or grow a business or you know, get booked out with your clients, you've got to be strategic about how you spend those 168 hours in a week. Yeah, definitely. I do feel like since I started the podcast, I'm just so excited about it. And I do really like it. But also it is a lot, the two episodes a week that I feel like it's getting harder and harder for me to sit down and just watch my housewives. (laughs) Without and it's not like a stressful feeling. It's just that I'm being pulled. Like I feel like I want to work on the podcast or I want to work on my business. Well, when right you, now it's like, and when you love what you're doing, it doesn't feel like work either. True, true. Mm-hmm. But there is a new season. Like there's a new whole <laughs> crop of housewives that I'm like I need yeah. to focus my attention a little bit right. on the Salt Lake City ladies, but. It's just not happening yet. It'll happen. They'll be there. They'll be there. They'll be there. (laughs) So I'm like, so how do you help me fit what's important to me, like the housewives, onto my schedule? (laughs) Just kidding. No. There's a method. There's a method. If if the housewives are a priority for you, oh, we will put that on your calendar first. I love it. Well, you talk about getting organized like for the whole week. Like, see, this is okay. Let me interrupt myself like I always do. I struggle with organization in general mm-hmm. in my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, like, I'm the type of person who is like, oh, yeah, that phone charger is like under the folder next to the bed. Mm-hmm. Like, I just know that it's there, even though it's like a hot mess. Drives my husband bonkers. He wants it to be where it's supposed to go. But I think for me, sometimes I feel like it takes me more time to be organized than it does to like every once in a while, I forget that it's under the folder and I have to look for it. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. And you know, it makes me think about the fact that time management 
And even organization, because I feel like organization is like the cousin to time management in a way. It's like the neat as a pin cousin to time management who has like all of her stuff together. It's not a one size fits all thing. And organized to you might look different to what organized looks like to your husband. And, you know, that's one of those marriage compromise conversation things. But it's like you've You've got to do and you've got to know what's right for you. And if it makes sense for you to have your phone charger underneath the folder and you know that you can get to it when you need it, I mean, maybe that's your version of organized and that's fine. It doesn't have to look like it does for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes I can't find it and then I'm all mad and I'm like, oh my gosh, why can't I sort my life out? So, you know, but so it probably, I mean, I'm just guessing, but it takes time to figure out how to do this or to plan your week or to whatever, but I'm sure it pays off because you're not running around like a crazy person. Oh yeah. It's a lot. It's front loading it. It's front loading it. And so, you know, one of my top recommendations for my time management clients, you know, after we go through the process of really, you know, diving down into what matters most to them and, you know, talking about different time management strategies is we get them set up with a weekly planning session. And that is a game changer. And it's 30 minutes-ish that you can spend one day a week. You know, your day is up to you. I like Sundays. But it's one day a week that you can just make a whole bunch of decisions at once for your week. And so, for example, for my weekly planning session on Sunday mornings, I'll get up, I'll make my cup of coffee, I'll light my yummy candle, and I will pull out my calendar and I'll take a look at the week ahead and identify any tough spots in my week. You know, what days is my husband going to be home late from work? Or what days do I have maybe a podcast interview late in the evening? Okay, boom, those are going to be nights for leftovers. Those are going to be slow cooker meal days because... You know, I'm going to do what I can to help myself out <laughs> and make things easier in the evening. So I'll do all of the meal planning for the week based on what our calendar looks like because it's all complimentary. And then I'll consult with him just to make sure that I've got an understanding of what his schedule looks like. We'll either place our grocery order or we'll make a grocery list. I even, maybe this sounds a little crazy, but I like to make my, I like to make my mornings as easy as possible. Who wouldn't, right? And so I will, after we've got our grocery list done, I'll go to my toddler's room. I have a two-year-old little girl and I'll pick out all her clothes for the week because she's, she's going to a daycare close to our house right now. And that way in the mornings when I'm still like a zombie, because my coffee hasn't kicked in trying to get her dressed, all of her outfits for the week are just there and ready to go. So a weekly planning session, front loading all of those decisions and making them at once instead of scattered throughout the week. Because let's be honest, the worst time to ask yourself what's for dinner is at 645 in the evening while you're looking at an empty fridge. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And that's when I (laughs) usually do it. And I'm always like, I hate dinner. Dinner's the worst chore. It never goes away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm lucky because my husband cooks a lot. Heck yeah. My husband does too. Thank goodness for them, right? I know. I mean, I usually just ask him. And if he's like, I don't know, then I'm like, frozen pizza it is. I have no idea what to do. Speaking of frozen pizza, 
One thing that we do in our family to kind of streamline our meals is we literally have pizza every single Sunday night. Every single Sunday night without fail, we either do a frozen pizza or we'll We'll go get fancy and order Domino's, <laughs> but it's one less decision that we have to make because every Sunday is pizza night and it's just made for us. Like we really, we look for opportunities and I do this with my clients and, you know, anybody who's willing to listen to me talk about time management, <laughs> I, any opportunity you have to create a theme day or like a holiday in your week. For example, at my house, Wednesdays is wash towels Wednesday. I mean, how much fun does that sound? Oh my gosh, sign me up. Right? But but I mean, it's great. I don't have to think about if we need to do laundry because I know we're going to wash towels on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm picking up what you're putting down a little bit. (laughs) Hesitantly. Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, You can do it. No, I mean, it makes sense because it's also really hard to I feel like I'm the visual I'm seeing is like uh, when, which I've never actually, when I did driver's ed, it was a stick shift. But you know, when people learn how to drive a stick shift and you're like, back and forth, back and forth, I feel like that's like you're talking about maybe it's a little bit psycho to do your kids' clothes, but I don't think it is because I feel like you're running around and then you're like, oh, wait, I have to make this decision. Mm -hmm. And you're like trying to do something and then you have to stop and you have to like, Access a different part of your brain. Yes. What does she have? What's clean? What What's the weather? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I think it makes sense. Then you just like focus on that for a second, get it all planned out. And then it's off my plate. You're like done. Yeah. yeah. You can actually drink a warm cup of coffee maybe in the morning. Yeah. Maybe. So you have a two-year-old. So probably not. But maybe. Well, <laughs> your chances after, are greater. After she was born, I gave up on real coffee cups and I only drink coffee out of insulated tumblers with lids now. Yes. I do too. So I guess you're right. We do get warm coffee. Although some days it's like so, it's so long that I'm like, even this is not hot. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Like any opportunity that you can find to, to give your mind some rest because, you know, 2020 has been a year itself and we've had to make so many new decisions because we've been completely thrown off of our regular routine. So, you know, anything that we can do to to take that decision away, like wash towels Wednesday, don't even have to think about it. Picking out clothes on Sundays, don't have to think about it. Meal plan on Sundays, don't even have to think about it for the rest of the week. It just frees you up to be more present where where and with the people that you want to be there for. Yeah. I actually, this is going to sound weird, but decision fatigue, like I talked to my husband one time about um, the idea of spanking and I was like, you know... I don't want to spank, but I think the allure of spanking is that it's always the same. Mm-hmm. Like your kid's bad. All you could do is spank them. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like sometimes I get decision fatigue when it comes to dealing with yeah. my child yeah. because we're like, okay, you're upset about this. Like, don't forget, we got to take deep breaths. We gotta, and I'm like, and now I get it. Parents just spanked because they were like, <laughs> you're bad. You spank, you know, and we've tried all these different things. And I'm not saying I'm going to start spanking my kid because I'm fatigued with right, right 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 but no. I'm just saying like at, at some time like because we've tried sticker charts we've tried puffball jar- like it's a lot of it's mental lot. energy yes. to try to figure out what's going to work and you know toddlers like what's going to work this week doesn't always work the next week yes. you know like Come they in. love avocado <laughs> her teeth this morning like first time ever she didn't want to brush her teeth I'm like what is happening 
Yeah. And then you have to figure out like, okay, let's navigate this, but it's hard. And I'm like, I feel like when I was little, I was just scared. So I did it. I'm like, <laughs> I see the allure. Like you don't really have to make that many decisions when you're just like, I'm yeah. going to just be scary and you're going to do it. Like, right. that I mean, you think about like the, the moms of the fifties who were like drinking martinis where, where, while the kids were like just running around outside unsupervised. <laughs> I mean, they, they lived a very different life as moms than we do today, which, yeah. which almost opens up an entirely different can of worms about expectations yeah. and pressure that we feel as moms, which could probably be an entirely other episode, but so yes. I'll just, I'll just stop right there. <laughs> I just wanted to say like, we, you have to navigate so many decisions yeah. that if you can take some out, not that I'm saying take out sticker charts and just replace any conversation you want to have with your kid with spanking. Right. But with Matt, my husband, I was just like, it's so exhausting to try to figure like navigate all these things every time. It's like a new situation. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, but also even with that, it's not time management, but we sat down, we were like, we need to commit to like, this is what happens when she does this. Like try to be consistent and try to keep doing it, which brings it right back around to like, Sunday night is pizza night consistently, mm-hmm. and that's easy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I mean, kids thrive on consistency and routine too. So, you know, it all works together because even making the decision about how you want to be consistent with child discipline ends up saving you time and energy because you're not racking your brain every single time trying to figure it out. Yeah. Well, Okay. And then the other thing, I guess I feel like I got us off track. So I'm a little bit (laughs) shook because I'm like, why did I just start talking about spanking? It's so weird. I shouldn't have brought it up, whatever. But you get what I, did it make sense? Does it it go? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Is everybody still with me? Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Well, it also goes with you on your website and what you're talking about. You talk to the people about your core values. Mm -hmm. So how do you, like you help people figure that out if you, they, they feel overwhelmed? Like how do they Figure that out. And then how does that play into this whole thing? Oh my gosh, of course. So I love this. Core values, I used to think they were dumb. Like to be real honest, (laughs) like I, if, if there was a time where if you had put me in a course or a like seminar or a workshop or something, and you would have been like, okay, we're going to start with your core values. And then we're going to get to the practical stuff. I would have been like, can we just get to the practical stuff? Because Mm -hmm. that's, that's, let's get to the nitty gritty. But yeah, what I have learned by doing, by really diving into my core values is how important they are at directing pretty much every decision that we make in our lives, which if you're looking to make your decisions just a little bit easier, starting with understanding, you know, what your core values are is a great, you know, it's a great starting point. And, you know, I'll say that you don't come up with your core values. You don't like choose your core values. You already have them. You already have them. You already live them every single day, but you just may not have clearly articulated them. And, you know, we're so busy running from one thing to the next. We have a ton on our mind. We're trying to figure out if we want to do spanking or sticker charts. And no, I already knew I didn't want to do spanking. (laughs) I I knew we were doing sticker charts. I was just saying, I understand why people spank. I'm just messing with you. I'm just But it's like for the record, no. Okay. But we like it's hard to like who who is like, oh yes, let me take this perfectly 
chill 30 minutes to think through my core values. Most people aren't going to do that, you know, but yeah, they're going to watch the new Salt Lake City Housewives. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But instead of saying, Hey, think about your core values. What I recommend is to make a list of 100 things that you want to do in your lifetime. Okay. So a list of 100 dreams, a list of 100 goals, whatever. And this could include travel. This could include watching, you know, every single episode of Real Housewives. This could include being a real housewife. You know, it could, you know, writing books, reading books, just things that you want to learn. Like what are 100 things that you want to do in your lifetime, dreams that you have? And then when you look at those dreams, because it's kind of fun to like brainstorm and it's harder than you might think to come up with 100. 100 sounds really hard for me. I'm like, it's a challenge. It really makes you reach and it makes you give a lot of detail. That's the thing. Because you can't just say travel more. You have to say, I want to, you know, kite surf in Bali. I, yeah. I assume that's a thing. Probably. Yeah. I said, yeah, so it must be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've got to get specific. And so what happens is that you sit back and you look at that list that you've put together and then you start to notice that there are different themes. There are different themes and categories that emerge like, oh, like family pops up a lot or travel pops up a lot or learning and education pops up a lot. And so you start to recognize these themes or these dream themes, as I like to call them. And then from there, you kind of just start coming up with words like, you know, what are what are the words that I want to use to describe myself or to describe my dreams or just, you know, brainstorming a big old list of words. And then once you've got words on your list, like, well, adventure, because I want to travel and, you know, honesty and integrity are important to me, as is, you know, family and relationships, you've got this big bank of words. And then you start cutting, you start cutting down because we're not making a long list of nice things. We're making core (laughs) values, right? So we want them to be super meaningful. And so you start cutting and you start ranking. This is where that tea, you know, tough cooking. Yeah, I was like, you love this part. (laughs) I was like, you are so, your voice, you're getting more excited. You're like, we get to rank them. We get to (laughs) cut some out. Yeah. Yeah, and, And then you're left with this, list of, you know, seven to 10, maybe 12 max concepts, things that really capture who you are and what means the most to you. And, you know, then people say, okay, well, what do I do this, do with this now that I've got it? And I'm like, oh, the power is in the process. The power Mm -hmm. of your core values is in figuring out what they are. I mean, you can put them up on the wall. You can tattoo them on your arm if you want to. You can put them up on your website like I did. But just going through the action, the activity of that discernment, you know, like really thinking about, is this me? That's where the power lies in core values because then they become the measure. They become like the test for everything. Like, does this goal align with my core values? Does this business opportunity, does this, you know, does this date, you know, if you're dating, does this person align with my core values? But if you don't have those articulated, everything's blurry and it makes it harder to decide. 
You're right. It, that's what I was thinking. It's just then it's harder to figure it out. Everything's yeah. like a puzzle. Right. If you have those like a little thicker. So this is sort of a weird question, but what, like you said, honest, honesty and integrity, like I get that being a core value, but what would, like, what would be on my list if I was going to, I know this is like a weird backwards question. Does that make sense? Like you were saying traveling a lot. So adventure. Yeah. I but mean, what would be on my list of things I want to do that would make me think that honesty and integrity are important to me? Maybe if something on your list is like being a it, maybe if one of your dreams is like to like be a ser- be a be a servant in the community or mm-hmm. to be known as someone who you know s- stays true to their word you know it's it's a co- it's sort of a combination between you know goals and dreams that you want to do and then mm-hmm. you know what's the word things that you want to embody be. Yeah, yeah. yeah what you want to be and what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great, great question right there. Thanks. I was like, I think this is maybe a little bit of a curveball, but I was just thinking about it while you were talking. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, whenever I work with clients or whenever I give like a workshop about core values, I actually have a giant list of about 200 words and everybody gets a copy of those words. So it kind of helps them narrow down. And so they're able to circle things and cross things out instead of kind of starting from scratch and coming up with them. They've got a little shortcut with a big word word bank to choose from. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely would be helpful because when you just sit down and it's like empty space, you're like, "Uh, Ah. (laughs) I don't know. Nice. I want to be nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So can you maybe give us just like one tip, your top tip, if we need to like get started getting better at managing our time? Okay. My top tip, the first thing that comes to mind would be starting each day by choosing your top three. So Mm. how many times have you started your day and you've got a 37 point to-do list and you reach the end of your day and maybe you've only done seven and then you feel like crap. Because you're like, well, I didn't do all 37 things on my list. Yes. Yes. But the thing is, is that there wasn't enough time in the day to do all 37 things anyway. Mm -hmm. And so by starting each day with a top three, sure, go ahead and make the 37 point to-do list. But before you dig in, decide what are the top three things that I need to do or want to do that are go- today that are going to get me one oh, step if you closer like episode, to reaching me a favor and click the subscribe I've button myself. and leave a review. Whether it's personal It'll goals, help more women goals just like you join the party. Business, and what are the three you'll get an things official that I party must in the mail do today to move sand. the needle? And, and remember, put them in order. The first thing, second thing, third thing. And then attack them in that order and don't do anything else until you knock out those three. That way, you're even if you don't get to all 37 things, you're able to end your day with this feeling of satisfaction because you've done the most important things. And I'll tell you what, during the during the early days of the pandemic, when I was working from home, when my daughter was home with me, and I'm sure that there are going to be a lot of people listening to this who still have children home doing virtual school, my top three was more like a top one. (laughs) Seriously, I set a top one. And if I got that one thing done, it was a win because I 
you know, kept myself fed and my daughter fed and we were okay <laughs> and, and the house wasn't on fire. And yeah. I would do that one thing and it just, it took the pressure off. It helped so much with my expectations for myself and it helps me, it helped me be a little bit kinder to myself while still making progress in my business. Yeah. Just be, yeah, just be realistic about what's happening. And the 37 is too many. Too many. <laughs> yes. Well, and you can get extra credit. Like if, if okay, we said 37, so 37 minus three. I'm not that good at math, but. I think it might be 34 left. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an art teacher, not a math teacher, but yeah. So 34 left. If you get a one of those off, you got a little extra credit. Exactly. And if you don't, you still like nailed it. You still crushed your day. Exactly. I like that. Yes. Top three or hey, top one or two if you need it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you have a thing too that we can get yes. to help us with this. Yes. So I put together a guide to walking into your week feeling calm, prepared, and ready for anything in just 30 minutes or less. And it's uh, a freebie download that you can find at AnnaDCornick.com slash imperfect party. And I'm sure you're going to you know, link that in the show notes. But yeah, it's called Get a Game Plan, How to Win Your Week in 30 Minutes or Less. And it's going to walk you through how to design that weekly planning session that I told you about. Because yeah. yours might not look like mine. And it's got some fun, like multiple choice to help you decide, oh, cool. to help you decide what you want to plan, when you want to plan, and how you're going to make it fun. Because you got to make it fun or else we're not going to want to do it. Yes. Yes. That is what I am learning this year with my business. Yeah. I'm like cutting out the things I don't want to do because I'm like, wait, hold up. I'm the boss. So we can like not do that. I'm like, man, that's the coolest boss ever. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, me. I know, nailed it. Um, so where's your favorite place to hang out with people online? Like where can we find you? So I would love to invite you guys to tune in to my podcast. It's about time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire women seeking better work, life, and balance. I publish a new episode every Monday. It's a great mix of instructional, you know, how-to kind of solo shows um, diving into time management topics or different concepts from, you know, imposter syndrome to how to survive the holidays without losing your mind and interviews with other go-getter women to find out how they're doing life. I love pulling back the curtain to find out, you know, how people do all that they do. So I would love to invite you to check out the podcast. Like I said, it's about time and you can find it on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you tune into podcasts. Nice. Do you, have you ever heard of the band called the Lemonheads? They have a song called It's About Time and it gets in my head whenever I think of your podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's yeah, about I, time. I, yeah, I, you have to look it up. I will. I'm writing that down and I will look it up because that's amazing. Yes. So there you go. But speaking of songs, I need to know what you want to add to the Imperfect Party playlist. Okay, so I had to think about this. And my- Everyone gets so stressed. Everybody, everybody, this question, everybody's like, oh my gosh. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. <gasps> Love it. That's yeah. one of my karaoke jams. Is it really? It I mean, I try. It's 
I, you know, me up so much. Like if I have a speech or a presentation, I'm going to be jamming out to don't stop me now, right before I walk in. Love it. Have you seen Shaun of the Dead? (laughs) Okay. So I know that that song is in that movie and I've seen Uh that my, my husband has actually shown me like that section before, but I've, I've never seen the whole movie start to finish. I'm actually really bad at movies. I've seen like five movies in my whole life. (laughs) Well, that is a good one. It might even be on my top 10 movies of all time. But oh, cool. I love scary movies and stuff. So you got it. Karaoke. Um, that's a great song. You're you're on the list. I mean, everybody's on the playlist, but I'm extra hype about that Yay, one. I am so 100%. glad that that is my contribution. That makes me feel such joy. I might put the Lemonhead song on too. Heck you yeah. might get a twofer. Oh, yeah. I love it. Why not? Awesome. Well, Thank you so much. I was like, for a second, I was like, Anna, Anna, we <laughs> talked about it so much that it gave me analysis paralysis. Right. Anna, you're just like me without the D. Yes. Anna. <laughs> Anna, thank you so much for talking to me today. This was really, really fun. And I thought it was going to be a little boring because it was time management, oh if I'm being God. real. <laughs> that is hilarious. No, I, honestly, like I said, time management itself is not the sexiest topic, but seriously, like, When you think about how many areas of your life time touches, aka all of them, um, it's uh, you can find a way to work it into just about any conversation, even one about, you know, Shaun of the Dead and picking out your toddler's clothes and pizza on pizza night. Pizza. (laughs) I had my eye on pizza too. I was like, and pizza. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, girl. And I will be in touch. We might have to find out my core values. Yes. Oh, that would be great. I would love to do that. But Deanna, thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun and I'm really looking forward to staying in touch. Yay. All right. Bye, girl. Bye. All right. So even though Anna is an ENTJ, I think she still put a little more feelings into time management. Don't you think? The idea that you have to know what your values are before you can really start planning out your life seems like something I probably should have known. (laughs) But honestly, I really honestly never thought about taking the time to sit down and come up with my core values, probably because I'm a teacher and that sounds like something they'd make us do at some lame professional development day. (laughs) I'd be super annoyed by it. But Maybe if I could do it at home in some comfy pants with a glass of wine, I don't know. I might actually do it. We'll see. Here's your next step. You got to figure out your values. Make that list of a hundred things and then start to figure out your words. I really do think that if you nail those down, the other stuff will kind of fall into place a lot easier. Hmm. Let's give it a try. I'll try it. And you should also grab Anna's worksheet to get you planning out your week. I mean, after this conversation, I'm feeling like it could maybe be fun to wake up on Sunday, drink my coffee, and plan my week. Who am I? What am I doing? What has Anna done to me? (laughs) I don't know. Let's figure it out. All right. To grab Anna's worksheet and any other links from today's episode, check out the show notes at deannaseymour.com backslash Anna D. Cornick. See you next time. Oh, and if you liked today's episode, can you do me a favor and click the subscribe button and leave a review? It'll help more women just like you join the party. And... 
you'll get an official Imperfect Party pin in the mail. Just saying. And remember, the beauties in the imperfections.